It's blazing hot outside. You get in your car to turn on the AC to get cold air pumping, but it blows hot air out. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the AC system. You want an easy, all-in-one solution that will restore the cold air in no time. AC Pro Recharge Kits. Make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience in less than 10 minutes. Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro. Ah, yes, another Madden Monday. With that said, here is the three-time manager of the year, two-time World Series champ, and manager of our Angels. He is Joe Madden. Joe, how was Mother Day, Mother's Day with Beanie? Come on, let's get the breakdown. Well, yeah, I had a Beanie still in Florida, so we, we checked in yesterday. She's doing really well. My brother made her uh, one of her favorite kinds of fish. Um, I'm not 100% sure what it was, but she loved it. Beanie's, Beanie's into seafood. So we talked for a bit. She sounded strong. She sounds really good. Um, so everything's cool with that. Um, so I was happy to hear that report that talked to my brother Mark. Uh, my cousin Beverly lives there also. And, of course, my wife, she had a nice day with her son Dylan here yesterday. So it was uh, pretty complete. Absolutely awesome to hear. Joe, one more thing on your beautiful mother, Beanie. Number one life lesson that Beanie taught you that you still use today. What is it? Just don't feel sorry for yourself, man. <laughs> I've often said, uh, you know, that's really a quality that doesn't get you anywhere. And when I've talked to players, they said, you know, there's a chance that um, if you do feel sorry for yourself, that might be two people that do, you and your mom. But I know my mom would not do that for me. So uh, it's uh, Beanie. Beanie was kind of tough, and I got some of that from her. Hey, I wanted to also start today with your charity, Respect 90 Foundation, and you guys made an amazing contribution to COVID-19 efforts that included a $30,000 uh, donation to the Women's Shelter of Long Beach. You also made a contribution to a food distribution network in your hometown of Hazleton, Pennsylvania, and to the Metropolitan Ministries in Tampa, Florida. Of course, you used to manage down there with the Rays. Which leads me to believe, my friend, wherever you go or wherever you have been, you go out of your way to leave a mark, leave an impact. Who planted that seed of generosity and kindness into your mind? I'll reach to my father on that. My dad was uh, notorious for <laughs> um, you know, watching TV. They used to love the Reverend Schuler out here at the uh, Crystal Cathedral. He'd watch him. My dad's Roman Catholic. Um, so was the entire family, but my pop would watch him. He'd watch Billy Graham. Uh, he was a big fan of Mother Teresa, uh, St. Jude's. So he'd find these little um, pieces of paper where he wrote down addresses so he could send in 20 bucks, 5 bucks, 10 bucks here or there. Um, so he was always that guy. My dad was always like that. Um, so for me, it's uh, I guess I just grew into that kind of. Um, but uh, listen, when you see... People struggling at all, it, it, it bothers me. It should bother anybody. Uh, when I was out here with the Angels first time around, that's where I got the ideas, a lot of these ideas that you see in play right now because I ride my bike up and down from Sunset down to sometimes Newport and Back Beach, and you'd see a bunch of guys and ladies with their whole life in a shopping cart, and it really bummed me out, man. And I, you know, at that time, being a bench coach, you wonder, what can I really do? I mean, can I make an impact? So I 
I thought, and with my wife, Jay, that uh, when I got a chance to be a manager, try to do something more than that. And that's what we've done. And uh, listen, the real, the, you know the real heroes are in all this? It's volunteers, man. Volunteers. If you ever go to these shelters, you go to these places, and you watch people that just give up their time to be there. And the folks that actually run these places, they're there with pure intentions, with pure hearts. Uh, it's amazing uh, to watch what they do. So we, you know, we dabble here and there. We do, you know, we, we attempt to uh, create fundraisers and make some money to distribute. But the real heroes are the volunteers and that group of people that are there every day to support uh, these folks that need their help on a daily basis. Amen to that. Hey, Joe, did you learn more from your parents from from listening to what they said to you or watching what they did? I was, it was definitely uh, by example. My dad wasn't a big speech maker. Uh, my, <laughs> my mom's speech making would be um, throwing something at me when I deserved it or grabbing the wooden spoon. Um, you know, my dad, my dad was a man of few words. My dad never missed a day of work, as far as I can remember. But how many years I knew him, my dad never missed a day of work. And then my mom started working at third base luncheonette in um, right around 1970 when I was in high school. And she never missed a day of work until she retired. I mean, it's work ethic. And then all my uncles, my dad's brothers and sisters, and my mom's same. Uh, I was around this incredible work ethic all the time where things needed to be earned. You didn't cry or complain. You didn't make excuses. You showed up. Um, that's, that's what I saw every day. Every day without fail. And uh, so those folks, to me, are the ones that are the real, again, heroes. You talk about people. <laughs> you talk about real uh, solid citizens that set the right example. That's what my folks were, and that's what my entire family was. Oh, that's great stuff, man. Joe Madden, manager of our Halos here on a Madden Monday. Of course, a big story today, Joe. Let's get to this proposed plan to open the season. What can you tell us about your knowledge of the plan? What are you hearing, and how are you feeling about everything right about now? Well, I just read something um, about it, and it looks kind of um, in lockstep with what I had been hearing about the number of games and when it's going to start and how long you want spring training to be. All that stuff seems to be the same. Um, so that's, that's what I do know. I know what you read. Uh, that's all I do know. We, had, we have had different uh, conference calls, and uh, there's been a, several different proposals. The one that I just read about, I think Jeff Passan put it out there, and I don't even know where that originated because I know how much – how important it is for people to get credit to be the first ones. Oh my God. So anyway, I, I read that and uh, it looks like it's right on uh, from what I've been hearing, but I'm certain there's going to be negotiations uh, with the owners and, uh, and the players as it moves forward. So uh, the big thing is it seems like it's reasonable. It seems like um, it's something that's workable. Now the, you know, the crossing of the T's dotting of the I's needs to be done, but I, you know, I'm excited about it. I think uh, I know our coaching staff is, um, the players, I'm certain, will be as, as this gets uh, resolved even more. So um, it's, it's a good first step. <clears throat> What's your biggest concern, Joe, for your players when it comes to their safety? Oh, my, the biggest concern, uh, I don't know that answer because when it comes to safety, that's out of my uh, pay grade. I'm going to rely on people that tell me. Uh, this is what we do to keep everybody safe, and then we'll, we'll follow that protocol. My biggest concern, period, is the, their families, them and, them and how they're able to 
feel comfortable incorporating their families into all this. That's, that's the part that to me is going to require, uh, the most discussion and, um, and the able, the ability to really create uh, a method that satisfies everybody that this is going to work. This is solid. Families are going to be safe. I'm going to get to see them. Um, these are the kind of things to me are the biggest questions, uh, from that's going to come from the players as this thing moves forward. Uh, you know, the health component that I trust our doctors, um, regarding how we're going to move this thing around. I, I trust people involved. I mean, I, I, I'm really good at that. I mean, I delegate. So if somebody has been delegated to do something, I'm going to listen and then I'm going to try to get it uh, to work among our group. But like, like I said, the biggest concern I think is that the, that the players themselves, coaches, managers are comfortable with how this incorporates with families. Would you wear a mask in the dugout? If they told me to. Sure. Sure enough. I mean, I'm, that's, that's, uh, I'm not, I'm not, I mean, I'm, but why would I be opposed to that? That right. Stuff like that. Stuff like that's, that's like, that's, uh, that's to me is superfluous. If that's necessary, then you do it. Um, and then who knows five years from now wearing a mask might be, but not wearing a mask might look weird or odd. Or why aren't you wearing your mask? I mean, who knows? That's just the way it's been to this point. Uh, who knows how this world's going to continue to, to, to morph whatever it's going to morph into. But if, um, if in order to get back to do this, it was, you we were asked to do that, I would. Three week spring training, I think is what's mm-hmm. on the table. Does that make sense to you? Is that enough? Yeah. I, I with like, I've been talking about it three weeks with a, give us a week chaser. Let us know in a week in advance, it's going to start a week from now so that the guys could start uh, moving their workouts up a little bit. Cause you have to know things like that because it just doesn't happen. These things don't happen overnight. There's a ton of planning. People have to show up. Uh, schedules have to be coordinated. And in this situation, there's so many other little items that have to be put in place that we have no idea. We're, gonna, we're just going to follow examples. We're going to follow leads right now. We're gonna, when it comes to the protocol of the days, show me, show us. What, do you, what is the right thing to do here? Because we don't know. And then you have to incorporate that also. Um, combine that with what you do know. Yeah, this is how many swings I want you to take. This is how many pitches I want you to throw. This is the team defense we're going to run over today. That's what I do know. But this other stuff, I don't know. What about as far as rosters in terms of how many on the big league roster and some kind of like almost taxi squad type situation, guys you could add in and bring up if injuries occur? Is that what you're hearing as well? Yeah, there has to be. it has to be that way. Right? There's going to have to be a... Of course, there can be a roster, and it's probably going to be a little bit um, larger than normal in the beginning, just because you're coming out of spring training, you're, you've been off for a while, you don't want to hurt anybody, arms are going to really be need to be monitored. So I, I would imagine a couple extra guys to begin with, and then yeah, you have to have a you have to have a group playing and and being ready. It's like a minor league team would be playing and be ready. It's um, I don't know exactly how that's going to um, occur or where. Because these guys have to be able to play and play some games. They have to compete if, in fact, they're going to come up and try to help a major league team when it's necessary. So this is all the stuff that's uh, necessary. It's going to be different. Um, I'm, I would bet that there's going to be a lack of sharpness in certain areas based on that just because just because it's, it's going to start later. They're going to have, they're going to have less uh, competition and even just right down to pure motivation that's going to have to be um, 
instituted internally. We all, we're all going to have to find that inner fire uh, and bring to bear on a daily basis. It's going to be different. At the beginning, I think it'll be relatively easy. Then you can hit this low, and you're going to have to like, try to figure it all out, and then eventually come out the other side and realize this is our reality, and this is how we're going to do it. So there's there's this human element that you know some you know tough guys are going to poo-poo, but it's just true. It's just these are human beings. It's going to be different. There's going to be a lot of stuff on your mind. There's going to be a lot of emotions at play. So it's it's just be prepared that there's going to be a little bit of difference about it. Where do you think the lack of sharpness would rear its ugly head the most? Um, you know, I, I would think um, you know with pitchers uh, uh, command. Uh, command, the ability to pitch deeper in the games. Um, they have to go through maybe even a dead-on period like we normally do in spring training. So pitchers are going to be, it's going to be hard for pitchers to be on top of their game, I think, right out of the shoot. Um, to a certain extent, hitters the same way. Um, how many at-bats you get going into it, how well you're seeing the baseball. There's, it's just a different method. It's, um, I would say after a month of playing, you probably see the sharpness you're accustomed to. Um, but as you build into it, it's going to be difficult to arrive at that mental and physical level, I think. This would be my guess. Um, and as we continue to play, you should see a, uh, continuing, uh, continually a better product. Full-time DH for all games. You a fan of that? Right now I am. Um, yes. I, again, pitchers... Um, uh, they're going to have to really focus on one thing, and that's the pitch. And in the National League, I know what that's like. So if you get guys uh, trying to focus on pitching and hitting and possibly having to run the bases, I think you're setting yourself up for some injury under those circumstances, under the uh, time frame of um, preparedness. So, I, yeah, I think that's wise, actually. Hey, Joe, before you jumped on, I was talking about, you know, the three different uh, divisions that are proposed the west the central the east and i was looking for the number one rivalry uh yankees red sox obviously comes to mind can you speak on the cubs cardinals and how much of a rivalry that matchup really is oh it is um you know i was directly involved with that i could only observe um you know yankees red sox and even with the rays man we got to the point with both of those teams that got pretty hot but when you go Cubs, Cardinals, I mean, my God, this goes back a oh, hundred years or so, whatever it is. Um, <laughs> and people totally are invested in one or the other. And there's, you know, a husband and wife sitting next to each other with a Cardinal jersey or then a Cub jersey. Um, it's legit. It's legit. Um, St. Louis fans, uh, they're always in red. They show up, man. They drive a great distance to get there. And Cub fans, you know, it's pretty much a big party. I mean, that's, that Wrigley Field and that uh, Wrigleyville area, man, it is. That's like, gosh, it's, it is like a big fraternity party constantly. It's 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 wonderful. It's great. It's you could you could still go there when the Cubs are at one end and have a great time. It's it's unique. Um, it's been it's been nurtured for so many years. It had so many great stars and the fans. It is a way of life. It is. It's it's uh, nearly a religion. If it's not, um, it's it's all of that. How was it to go into your restaurant in Chicago after a big win? How fun was that for you? Oh, it was great. We actually, um, first of all, the place was great. It, the food was fabulous, and I'm, I'm not just saying that. It's just too bad it doesn't exist anymore. Polish-Italian, uh, we had Tony, 
Antoine out of Spiaggia restaurant there in town, which is like fabulous. And when he's at James Bitterwood, when we were pulled, we had pierogies and pastas, homemade and pizzas was great. But I had a private entrance going up from the from the clubhouse, go up an elevator, long hallway, come in the back door on the second floor, come right into the flamingo room, and it was awesome. <laughs> the fans loved it. Wow, it was it like was great. it was like Ray Liotta and Goodfellas, man. You had your own private entrance through the kitchen. That must have been awesome. Oh, it was. Listen, I um, very fortunate that I had even that moment to enjoy it, um, and everybody else did too. It was. It was. It was really well done. We actually did a, a radio show. I, I wanted to do something equivalent to Kiner's Corner uh, in New York from when I was a kid growing up, the post-game uh, show. It was impossible under the circumstances to get it on a nightly basis, but we did it maybe every two or three weeks. And we had Eddie Vedder on. The, Eddie was on the one time with uh, Rick Sutcliffe and uh, Fergie Jenkins and uh, Goose Gossage showed up. Uh, uh, we had a we had a great group uh, come in at different times, and it was it was a lot of fun. And uh, Ron Coomer hosted it along with me, so we had a lot of stuff going. On. I'm telling you, it was that it was all of that. It's unfortunate it no longer exists. He's Joe Madden, <laughs> Angel Manager here, Madden Monday here in the Sports Lodge on Angels Radio AM eight thirty K L A A. Hey, did you watch the Last Dance episode seven and eight last night? I did. I watched them all. I've, uh, I've DVR'd them so I could just take it slowly and I don't have to waddle through commercials. Um, it's pretty incredible. Um, pretty incredible. I never knew that growing up, uh, even during the time uh, Michael Jordan, with all that, I was not aware uh, that he was like that. I knew he was good. I, You know what? I mean, sadly, uh, I know he played but to play baseball. I didn't even remember him retiring like he did. I swear to God. I didn't even, I mean, I'm just so watching what I was doing at the time. But I don't know that I've ever seen or been around anybody that competes like he does. And I've been around some great competitors. But his drive, um, incredibly different. Not talking baseball, it'd be hard to do that for 162, what he did for 81 games. Um, you have to have days off in between actually playing games to nurture that kind of potential anger and, and channel it in that kind of uh, motivationally to, to help you spur on victory. But my goodness, I, I don't think I've ever seen anything like that. And this credit, I mean, I, I, I don't think he actually burned out. I think he, you know, he survived it. He had to get away from it for a bit, but pretty incredible stuff. And, and Mr. Jackson, Phil typically handled it perfectly. And, uh, and just the rest of the cast was really, it's very well done, interesting. And, uh, it's amazing that they're uh, pressing enough to have all this stuff on video back then, knowing that it might occur right now. Joe, how, and you can speak on this as well as anybody. How about the fact that Jordan, after three straight NBA titles, three straight NBA Finals MVPs, decides to go try to hit a curveball for the Birmingham Barons? And, <laughs> okay, he only hit 202, but he hadn't played baseball since he was 17 years old. He hit 202 with three homers and 51 RBIs with 17 doubles for, again, for a guy that hadn't played since he was 17 years old. And he's facing guys down in the minors like Darren Oliver and Latroy Hawkins and C.J. Nikowski. I mean, how amazing is that for a guy to go down there and, and accomplish that? It is. Um, it's really amazing. Um, and I was pointing out the RBIs really amazed me because that just, that just speaks to his competitive nature, I thought. 
and they get a runner in scoring position, he turned it up a little bit more to drive in that run. That's exactly what he was doing. Uh, maybe with nobody out there, uh, he might even have been experimenting with different things. Who knows? But if it, if it counted to score a run, uh, the guy got it done somehow. So, yeah, regardless of the batting average, there's a lot of strikeouts involved, like they said, once they start throwing the curveball. So contact went away. But in the beginning, he had that incredible streak. He just, he just did not have the uh, wherewithal, the ability, the knowledge how to stay back and see the break before he actually did anything that eventually would be coming. But 50-some ribeyes, I think that purely speaks to competitiveness. Would you prefer a flat-out superstar who was a tyrant and always on his teammates to take on his obsession for winning, or would you rather just have a really good player who is more positive and supportive of his teammates? I've never thought of that. Uh, you know, when you, again, you talk about baseball now. Um, if you're with a group every day, um, the group's got to be good, and this, this tyrant's got to be really good to be able to um, morph into that culture and, and not have a mutiny just come up against him personally. Um, like I said, I think uh, you have to have a team sport like basketball or maybe hockey, even football, that plays infrequently. And it's primarily through practices and people can get away from each other a little bit in order to um, sift through everything that's going on right there. I, it's hard. It's, it would be difficult uh I mean, tyrannical. I mean, I don't even. I guess the word is actually used. I just, I think it's it's it would be easier to do that in a sport like that where you play three times a week as opposed to one that you play six or seven. Joe, before I let you go, one more thing. Um, we talked about Michael Jordan and fifty-one RBIs, and you pointed out he really locked in when they were runners in scoring position, mm-hmm. which kind of made me think of Albert last year in an Angel uniform. Albert hit two twelve with nobody on base. He ended up 244 for the season. But you put runners in scoring position last year. The guy hit 294. What happens? Does he just lock in the concentration, the focus enhances when he realizes there's an opportunity uh, with ducks on the pond? What do you think happens to a, a guy like that? Yeah, I think he narrows it down a little bit more. Um, he's more willing probably to go the opposite field. He might be letting the taking a driver out in other situations and then maybe we'll bring up the five iron or the, you know, the eight iron or the wedge just to, to score the run. Um, he's downshifts, you know, that's, that's what I'm seeing right there. And, uh, I love that. I, I love that. Um, you know, the competitive component. So that's, that's where strikeouts are. Okay. Nobody on, nobody in scoring position. You're trying to drive the ball. You're trying to hit a double or better. Go ahead. You know, you know, take the driver out. But when it matters, man, and there's people out there know how to downshift. And obviously he does. He's, he knows how to downshift. He's got other bags, uh, clubs in his bag. That's, I mean, to me, that's that just screams all of that. All right, Joe. As always, appreciate it. When we talk next Monday, do you think we'll be talking mm-hmm. about a situation where it looks like you guys are heading back to play? What's your gut? Yeah, I want to believe that. I do want to believe that. I think that's why this came out now, and uh, I think it's – from the MLB perspective, the commissioner ownership, and to the players, obviously, it's you've got to throw something out there and get it rolling, rolling in order to um, get to the point where you're actually getting back out there. So I think we're done with that intent, and I want to believe that uh, everybody uh, discussing this in good faith all week 
that will get this back in the right direction uh, much sooner. So, yeah, hopefully next week we have a chance to talk about more specific plans. Oh, man, would I look forward to that. Joe, you're awesome as always. Thank you so much for the time. Appreciate another Madden Monday, my friend. Thank you so much. You'd be well, my brother. Hi to everybody, all right? You got it. Joe Madden right there, manager of the Halos. Oh, we love our Madden Mondays. Proudly presented by Team Lally.